This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back in. Thanks for checking it out. It's the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. I had a few days to relax and clear my head, and that's what Arizona invariably does for me. I'll share with you a story or two about uh, desert golf gone bad in just a little bit, and professional golf is in the headlines this week, dominating the news the unexpected merger of the PGA Tour and the Live Players Tour. Uh, I'll get to that in a little bit. It's it's something that people are talking about anywhere you go where guys talk about sports. And uh, it has very little to do with guys actually hitting shots, unfortunately. There's the battle of good versus evil. Once again, it's revved up. People would rather get mad about something, it appears, in this in this day and age than celebrate the one-two punch the Denver Nuggets have going right now or just how awesome the Golden Knights of Las Vegas have been in this Stanley Cup final, which the Florida Panthers hope to get on the board tonight. Uh, people much more charged up about the former the live tour and how Jay Monahan was so secretive, the super stealthy commissioner of the PGA laying in the weeds and getting this thing done to the surprise of everyone. More on that in just a bit. I sit before you today and I am sitting, I'm resting my weary body. I'm sitting here thinking about what happens three weeks from today and whether I want to be a part of the welcome committee out at O'Hare when Connor Bedard's flight arrives. We are 20 days away from the NHL's entry draft. That happens on Wednesday, the 28th of the month, which means when the Blackhawks call his name with the first pick, the draft is in Nashville this year. They will be making plans to get him to Chicago for a Friday news conference. That would be my expectation of it. Of course, it is professional hockey, and it's the Blackhawks. Who knows when they will do it? But it would stand to reason they would want to jump into the news cycle as soon as possible before it gets buried over the weekend. If the decision is to do it on Monday, that's better than doing it on Saturday. Don't don't let it get buried in the weekend because people are buzzing about the Bulls in Chicago if you check the temperature of local sports talk. But I think that is something that is that is a lot of fun. It's more fun than the White Sox little four-game winning streak. It's uh, It certainly is more fun than looking at anything that's gone on with the Cubs' one-and-two punch of Swanson and Hap 
for the last 30 days, guys can't hit a bull in the ass with a snow shovel. I always love that expression. Have you ever heard that one? He couldn't hit a bull in the ass with a snow shovel. Uh, or if you saw Major League Two, the guy who played the catcher, uh, the Fort Wayne, Indiana actor who had, I think, three credits. I couldn't hit sand if I fell off a camel. That was a good one. Uh, love that goofball. Rube was his name. He says to Tom Berenger, <laughs> oh, I bet you're wondering how I got the nickname Rube. No, I, I pretty much figured that out. Oh, boy. Uh, where was I going here? Excitement over Connor Bedard. This is the best news I can offer you if you're a Blackhawks fan right now and trying to rejuvenate yourself, trying to get back in a mindset where you can get behind this team. And there was some great news this week, just the other day, when we learned that Darren Pang, who was a uh, you know, middle-of-the-road goaltender for a very short period of time for the Blackhawks, the little guy, Spanky, a.k.a. Panger, an Ottawa, Ontario native playing for the Hawks, late 80s, always wanted to be a broadcaster, and he ascended to near the top of his craft. He, In fact, he was for a little while. He was the number one on NHL Network, number one analyst. For the last 14 years, he's been doing blues games, and in recent articles I found on the St. Louis Post-Dispatch site, he was expecting to continue as the Blues announcer. He's going to become the Hawks announcer. He's coming. The Hawks are going back to find one of their own in the booth and a very popular player and broadcaster, even though the team didn't garner much reaction in the late 80s. They weren't very good under head coach Bob Murdoch in his one season when Panger was the full-time goaltender. He wasn't Mike Keenan's flavor, and he didn't last very long. And then uh, Wayne Van Dorp fell on his knee and blew out his ACL. So Panger's career was truncated, but a terrific broadcaster, and I am efforting Darren Pang, good old number 40. Hopefully he will join me on a podcast very, very soon, maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? What, uh, what tomorrow holds. But these are good things. And don't you want to sink your teeth into some good things other than the possibility of the Bears making a colossal leap and potentially even winning nine or ten games this year? That's where people are projecting the Bears, at least local mouths and scribes and fans I talk to whenever I'm out having a a wonderful platter of delicious smoked brisket from Doc's Smokehouse down the street from my house. It's become my new my new drug of choice, brisket, low and slow, the southern way. Hey, people talk about this sort of stuff, and it's it's positive when you're talking about the Hawks right now. Connor Bedard on the ice. And an affable, gregarious broadcaster in the booth. Somebody whose voice is familiar to a pretty high percentage of customers. Now, there's a generation, two generations, who don't remember Darren Pang's career. uh, At least a generation and a half. And it wasn't a memorable one, but he was a well-liked guy. He was liked by his teammates. You're going to like this guy. If you don't know Darren Pang's work, stick around because you're going to enjoy it. He is. Uh, he sees the game incredibly well, and he's a lot of fun. He's a good ambassador for the team and for the game. It is, 
it's going to be interesting when, and he didn't return calls in St. Louis yesterday from any of the local scribes trying to get his reaction to this news that he's joining the Hawks broadcast team. Those more very recent articles where he expect, expressed optimism, I'm wondering if he was Pat Foley or in Eddie Olchek, if he was told he was taking a pay cut and it just became financially unfeasible if he wants to continue to live the lifestyle he's come to enjoy in St. Louis, which isn't a crazy cost of living city to, you know, but if, if they're asking him to bite the bullet and it's, it's an ego driven thing, maybe management versus talent. I always suspect that when these things surface, there's a reason I suspect it. I've been in the business for quite some time and I understand that, uh, Sometimes management goes oppo of what the public would prefer. Blues fans probably would would love to have him back for a 15th year. They're not getting him. He's coming to the Blackhawks, and hopefully it starts a nice run for Darren Pang, who, uh, again, is a, is a great guy, and it was, uh, it was fun for me. I, I can say this now, and I said a few years ago when he was at the top of the game, of his game, top of his craft, one of the either the number one or the number two analyst on NBC for a while in an NHL network prior to that. I was the guy who first put headphones on the lad. I welcomed him to the old AM loop studios and said, Panger, do a show with me. And he did baseball scores. Show was on seven to nine thirty on weeknights on the old AM 1000 frequency. Now ESPN 1000. And he was happy to come in. He wanted to be a broadcaster. And baseball scores are coming in. The producer runs in the baseball scores. Darren, how about you do the National League, and then I'll take care of the American League. And he said the Cubs are leading the Phillies 4-1 to in the third inning at Wrigley Stadium. (laughs) Uh, He Jeff Gordoned himself before there was Jeff Gordon, Wrigley Stadium. Um, Happy to do it. He was coachable. He was a delight to be around. And I'm really, really excited He's returning to Chicago. And then Connor Bedard is in three weeks from today. Let's get to O'Hare. Let's welcome the Blackhawks soon-to-be superstar, a guy who scored 143 points in 57 games in his final season playing for the Regina Rats. And once again, I've never been to Regina, in case you haven't heard the show in recent weeks. I'm Dan McNeil, and you're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. You can do it anywhere you get your podcast, and tell a friend. The Macker isn't done sharing his deep sports thoughts with you. You can find me twice a week. Typically on Monday late mornings we drop, and then again later in the week on Thursday. I'm Dan McNeil, and I am not finished saying things about stuff. I'm thinking about the politics of sports a lot lately because it seems to be, and it's politics and it's politics of sports. In the case of the PGA Live Tour merger, you have both. You've got the arguments about disloyalty to the PGA from proud Americans, and this might not have anything to do with their political convictions. It's just, oh, you're bucking the trend. You, you've got a great life. And I heard a producer on the radio saying that this morning. Phil Mickelson should be happy with what he's been able to earn. 
he is. He he's delighted he can go piss away <laughs> five hundred grand on the pro football season if he wants to. He's made a ton of money and he's earned it. He owed nothing to the PGA. He worked in a monopolistic business. If you want to be a professional golfer, you had to be on the PGA. You had to join the tour. You have to play with them. There were no options. Oh, poor Phil, Mac, what are you talking about? Come on, man. Open, widen your focus a little bit, if that's how you think, of guys who try to play for an alternate league, a buck-the-system league, in the spirit of Walter Hagen, the most underrated athlete of the 20th century, Joe Namath in golf shoes. Before there was Joe Namath, there was Walter Hagen, a fascinating story, who hated the way the PGA Tour did its business. So he played only in the majors. He played exhibitions primarily, flipping his middle finger at the conventional way of earning a living playing golf. And his his wins in majors is so crazy disproportionate to total PGA Tour victories. It's it's just you you should read more. We all should learn more. I have a biography that was written on Walter Hagen when I started learning more about him a few years ago. How he hated the tours, arrogance. He it was elitist. Uh, the overdressing and over glamorized game it was trying to become it was exclusive and Hagen hated all of that so he he bucked the system and he is believed to be the first professional athlete to earn a million dollars in a year a lot of it off the golf course he was an endorser before Namath was selling brute 33 Hagen was selling a sporting goods manufacturer and today even today his his clothes his clothes remain. You can get his clothes at Dick's Sporting Goods. I have several Walter Hagens in uh, in my golf shirt closet, and I do have an entire closet for golf shirts, many of them very, very nice ones. The Callaways, real thin, the Under Armors, real thin, the Walter Hagens. Love my Hagens. Love the spirit of guys who are willing to stand up to the conventional way of doing things, the way Kurt Flood did in baseball, prompting free agency. And the first guy over the wall always gets bloodied. That's what Mickelson was. That's what Kepka was with the live tour. Greg Norman's involvement. People turn it political because of its, it's Saudi Arabian blood money. You're, you're not a patriot. If you take, a stance with them. If you profit from them, you should have been happy with what you had. That's bullshit. That's a real myopic way of looking at the world and sports fans sometimes remove all doubt as to whether there's a thinking person there or not. They, they speak and it, 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 I can't understand how somebody wouldn't understand how unfair a monopoly is. And if you assume everybody's making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're just wrong. For every guy out there who's cashing the checks of Rory McElroy in the last decade, the sacrificial lamb, Rory McElroy, there's 50 guys who are who are making a living, but they are doing it 
check to check like you, believe it or not, if you're in that situation. So there is some sadness uh, regarding my golf situation, and I, I, I'm going to not tr- try to uh, try to not make this so much about me, but about those of you who are close to me in age. I'll be 62 in August, and I have loved golf since my early 30s. Our bodies begin to betray us, and even if you stay active and stay fit. Sooner or later, Father Time has his way with you, and your muscles atrophy, and you're not as strong as you would like to be. You don't have the endurance. When we hit 40, our testosterone levels drop, and the aging process and our inability to do what we once did can be a horrific experience for guys, especially guys who have put the so-called skins on the wall in athletics, whether it's playing organized sports when you're a teenager or being a good golfer in your 30s and 40s or just being active all the time, being able to go on bike rides, being able to cut your grass and do a little landscaping without experiencing the tortures of the damned the following morning. Nothing like a good old-fashioned hamstring burn from raking leaves for three hours or whatever seemed like nothing years ago. Now we call a walk exercise. It's tough. And personally, I got kicked in the balls just before I turned 60 with a really bad flu that knocked me down for 10 days. It wasn't coronavirus. It was the flu. I was tested. It was negative, but it, it, it sidelined me for 10 days, which put me behind schedule for getting a terrestrial radio show launched in Northwest Indiana. They opened the borders in Canada on August 9th. I was behind in sales, needed some sponsorships. Also was suffering from some terrible sciatica. Couldn't go to Canada that summer. Oh, poor Mac. Two summers in a row. You can't go to Canada. The, the virus knocked us out in 20. And I agreed with uh, Minister Doug Ford in Ontario doing that. He was protecting his people. I know their industry is, is tourism. That's what keeps people that and oil in Canada. That's uh, He was protecting his people. And at the time, in 2020, in the spring, if you remember, we knew so little about the coronavirus. What we've learned since is, yeah, we overreacted. Yes, I agree. We overreacted, but we had to be protective of people because there were a lot of unknowns. And I will not criticize Ford. I won't criticize Kevin Warren the Bears president for what he did when he was the Big Ten commissioner, one of the first guys in the country to pull pull the plug and say, we're on hold, man. We got to figure some things out. While arrogant Notre Dame was saying, hey, if you're not putting fans in the stands at a bowl game, why the F would we show up? Yeah, okay. We didn't know. So I I cannot fault somebody for being conservative just a few years ago. So I didn't get to go to Canada. Then when I... I started, I started this sciatica went on. I basically lost the entire summer and then all hell started breaking loose in mid September. Right after I turned 60, I had an emergency surgery for a blocked bowel, a bowel obstruction, the result of scar tissue from an appendectomy when I was 20. 
That was a minor inconvenience. During the emergency room examination, they discovered I have three hernias. Is the plural of hernia hernia or is it hernias? I should have I should have looked that up. And I still haven't had that fixed. I had brachial plexus nerve network failure in late October of 21, which causes a, a, a radical deterioration of muscle tone in the neck, in the arms, in the forearms as well. My wrists still can't roll over completely. It takes two years to recover from a brachial plexus failure, for lack of a better word. So I'm weak, and I've got three hernias, or hernia, or pupa, and um, I I couldn't finish the round, and I, I've come to grips with it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm okay with it emotionally. I I don't like it, but I'm finding myself saying for the second straight year, maybe, even, well, for half of 2021, but certainly all of 22, and after one decent round of 18 holes, not in Arizona in a desert mountain course where the walking up hills is just hellish, um, I got I to gotta hit the brakes. I got to get this thing fixed. I was hoping to go until the late fall. It's time to get it fixed. I'm going to lose another goddamn year on the golf course. But that's the way it goes. We have to accept what we're not. It is tough. I looked in the mirror a year or so ago and said, what in the hell is Lou Pinella doing in my bathroom? You know, the, the arms with skin that sags on the back of the triceps. Oh, that is a good look, Mackie. Tricep sag. You have tits with hair on them. It's, it's not a good look getting older, but, um, I've accepted that I'm going to get the procedure done sooner rather than later. And we'll press on because I refuse to get old in an armchair. And the way I felt trying to finish 18 at my favorite golf course in the country, arguably Eagle mountain golf club in fountain Hills, Arizona. Um, I, I'm not going to, continue to postpone this. I've got to get it done. And, uh, you know, I mean, talk to your doctors, if you're going through similar things and it's probably not a bad idea. If you're a therapy advocate, I'm talking about talk therapy, dealing with somebody And my therapist is about 10 years older than I am. So it's convenient. He's gone through a lot of these things. So, um, and it's just talking to him recently is, is helped again. And I will, uh, I will continue to do that. But, uh, it ain't all we thought it was going to be when you have this plan to kick your feet up and breathe a little bit more when you get older, hit the brakes on work. If you know you don't have a mortgage, if you don't have high overhead and aren't forced to earn what you once earned, that's what you were hoping for. But you know what? Our health doesn't continue to stay so cooperative and our friends who we were golf partners with have issues. What do you say, Fitz? You ready that? No, my back still ain't good. How about you, Mikey G? Nope. My knee is killing me. I was working in the yard yesterday for six hours and now I can hardly get out of bed because I'm going to be 62 in the fall. That's how it goes. Accept it and work better. I'm, I'm learning what it was like to be the Chicago Cubs until 2016. Wait until next year. This is 
the second straight summer, I'm basically waving. And maybe I'll salvage the last couple of weeks of September if I can get this triple hernia surgery done soon. And then it's uh, and then it's on to thinking about the the knee replacement on the right side because the left one is pain free. Better living through chemistry. Better living through surgery. I would prefer the latter to the former because that's just a band aid. If you're going to just get physical therapy and and take pain meds and ice and whatever it is, you're just putting a Band-Aid on it if it needs to be replaced or if you need a hernia surgery. All right. Happy times, right? Um, Why does no one care about the Denver Nuggets? Because they'd rather argue about the PGA Tour merging with Liv? I, I don't know, because Steph Curry isn't in the finals. You can't have a finals without Steph Curry, the three-point ball. Jamal Murray smoked it again Wednesday night. He and Jokic combined were, what, 68 points, 66 points. They're just amazing. They're up two games to one in the series against Miami. Jimmy Butler played well again for the Heat last night. But Murray and Jokic are are the one-two punch that no one should. Doesn't seem like anybody gives a shit about them. I hear nobody talking about the Denver Nuggets. Now, I hear some basketball talk on local sports talk, but it's Bulls. Who cares about the Bulls right now, man? It's the 8th of June. It's not like they have a pick either coming up. But Jamal Murray and uh, <laughs> and Nikola Jokovic, uh, Jokic, just uh, tremendous stuff in these NBA finals. Maybe it's just not... not something people can argue about they need something polarizing they need good versus evil in sports and boy did that get amped up in 2017 six years ago Kaepernick was the guy who started when Kaepernick took a knee sports talk changed it did just like talk changed in this country when Trump was elected people who felt they didn't have a a voice now felt empowered to have one and people dig their heels in and don't don't listen to in a willingful way the other side of an argument and that's unfortunately what sports conversation has effing deteriorated to and that's why the Denver Nuggets don't draw flies outside of Denver fans a couple of buddies i know who are good nba fans Younger than I, guys who are a little bit younger than I am, that you knew that already, right? One by 20 years, one by 10. Um, they're into it, and they they love what Denver does, but they're in the minority. And I imagine very few people locally are watching the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. I'm glad you've taken some time to spend with me. I'm glad Adam Delavitt, baby Capone at Bet Rivers Podcast Network gives me these chances. I hope to have Darren Pang for you very, very soon in the next couple of shows. If not, we'll press on without Panger and we could start asking questions about why Dansby Swanson uh, has fallen off the face of the earth for all that money. Sam Michael is the producer of the Danny Mac podcast. Thank you for listening. If you subscribe, thanks a bunch, especially all you Tinley Parkers, man. I love being big in Tinley Park. Have a great day. I'm Mac. See you. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.